from his situation and live in the moment with God. So it's and like he said in scripture, he's like, I've had plenty and I've I've have had lack. I've had yeah. not enough, but he's like, I've learned to be to to be content with and what I have, what God's given me. Yeah. Whether it's in shipwreck, whether it's in this. Yeah. And I think sometimes we we as people like, I mean, it's becoming more and more clear, and I still don't fully, I, I still haven't fully grasped it. I can have moments of where I'm in and out of it, but it's all. Like my grandfather just told me, he said, your mind is such a powerful thing. It's such a powerful thing where if we can grasp like the moments of now and the present, and it's hard because as humans, like it's so easy for us to forget that. It's so easy for us to be like, oh, I'm going through this and life's so hard. But it's, it's glorified right now. Yeah. It's the... Like, not necessarily the grinding, but the struggle. The yes. Woe is me. The I've got it hard. It's like everyone pats you on the back for that. And if you don't have a reason to say that or something to, in a way, whine or complain about, no one's patting you on the back, you no. know? No. I feel like you're more, not empowered, but like people rally behind you more when you have a sob story versus when you're crushing it. Yes. Yes. They, it, Misery loves company. That's pretty much all there is to it. I mean, so true. misery loves company. And I don't know why. Well, I know why these people are that way. I mean, the enemy is in this world and he just, he finds ways to twist. Even when we're doing good, he'll find a way to twist it and make you like. But like you said, it all starts here. Yeah. It's in the mind. Yeah. You have to re-humble yourself. You have to, doing, doing self-assessments. That's a big thing that people People don't do self-assessments like and they should. Like you think about it, it talks about putting on the armor of God. Like the now each piece is important, but like it talks about the helmet of salvation. I bet that's cold. But you think of like the helmet of salvation. That is in a way the beginning piece of who you are. Mm. Yeah. And if you don't know who you are. We're going back into that. Everything comes full circle to identity. Yeah. But if you don't know who you are, I mean, everything's unraveled from there. That's exactly the two of the three things that Satan tried to take away from Jesus when he tempted him is if you're the son of man, right. if you're the son of man, do this. And he knew if he could get him to waver there, he had him. And you think about it, that's where we, that's where we ultimately unfold, whether it's pressure from other people, pressure from life, failure, successes, we are consumed with either how we perceive ourselves or how others perceive us, and that dictates our life from there. That governs our next move. It governs how we respond to life versus knowing who we are, knowing who God called us to be, and living from that. Yeah. We're living from our circumstances. We're letting life basically dictate how we are and how we carry ourselves. Yeah. I mean, even even I've been I've been very guilty of it because it's like one of the biggest things. I'm really coming into my own now of understanding, like, moving into this life coaching stuff. I don't need to ask anybody permission to do it, you know, but even being mindful of who I talk to about it, because they'll say crazy things like, oh, you're going you're gonna to step away from a government job, and it's, you know, it's, it's a guaranteed thing, and you've been doing it for 10 years, and you're good at it, and then you know, blase, blase, and all these people, and this, and you're letting people down, and the thing about it is, God's like, no, you're not, 
And even if you are letting them down, you're not letting me down because this is something that I told you you could do. This is something I've yep. created a pathway for you. So reassessing myself, you know, it's one of the reasons why, I like, uh, who was it? I think it was Les Brown, one of the preachers. He's like, you got to learn to protect your baby. Les Brown's good. You know, it was either Les Brown or uh, the other guy. I can't remember who, who his name was. Um, you got to protect your baby because if you don't protect your baby, people will people will try to get you to mentally abort your baby, your ideas. You know, knowing that they're good ideas, they'll try to get you to get rid of them. And in a way, it's they feel like they're helping, but also it <laughs> it takes the accountability factor off of them. Yes. So if you can succeed and and leave your I don't want to say comfortable cush job, but like it's it's secure. You right. know what's happening. If you can leave that, and they've always wanted to chase their dream, but like it was dumb to leave that, you're you're putting their feet to the fire. Like like I'm doing it. You could do it too. And I'm doing it, and it's successful. And I'm nervous, but I'm doing it. And right. they're like, uh, no, 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 you can't do that. You stay here with me, so I don't have to be challenged to face the fact that I could have been doing this the whole time. The world calls it addictions, but the Bible calls it strongholds. Well, those mindsets, those those behaviors could be generational. Yep. And you may not even know about it until you start diving into it. But what's super cool is, I feel like, maybe to help someone who's like, oh Lord, how do I know if I have those? How do I know what those things are? You just go to God and let him renew your mind. It, like, is that simple? Exactly. Yeah. He, it, <laughs> the, whole, exactly. the whole principle and teaching of Jesus is simple but it's very hard to execute and it's hard to execute apart from him and he made it that way yes but we as humans i got it yeah. i got it <laughs> don't worry god i got it how many times he told me to do something I'm like cool i got it and he's like are you sure and i'm like yeah yeah let me go i'm on it and i'm like hey god i need help <laughs> it's like yes. really, it's like five seconds later yes yes awesome dude it's good stuff Good stuff, man. So let's roll right into it. All right, guys. So welcome to the Kavod Leadership Podcast. This is Travis, your host, and we got Jeffrey from Inspired Coaching. How you guys doing this morning? It's been a while since we've uh, been talking to you guys. So yeah, yeah glad to be on. back. So Jeff, we naturally, it's funny, I sat down with Jeff this morning. I said, hey, this is what I want to talk about. And he's like, cool, but let's talk about this. Just small talk and catching up. And we literally transitioned right into my topic. And I quickly turned on the microphone so I could get some of that, some of those good things going on. So I want to talk about, man, and life has presented it to me many times throughout this week, being intentional. Mm. And, and it's going to kind of multifaceted, but it's the same thing. Being intentional and also being in the moment. So, I'll get us started. Reed the other night, my son, nine years old, Esri, my daughter, and Reed always know, like, bedtime, they're going to pull out all the tricks to try to stay awake. And Esri, it's always, I need water, I want to say goodnight to both of our dogs, it's this whole thing. So, most of the time, we have everything lined up, so all their excuses are already answered. I go upstairs probably about three or four months ago and Reed's like, hey dad, I got a question about God. And I'm like, oh sweet, yeah. And it was perfect, it was like five minute question. I went downstairs and Ezra's like, I had a question about God. And it started off sincere. 
And then for like the next few weeks, I was like, you guys are just trying to stay awake. I was like, we ain't doing that. We have questions for God during the day. And when it's bedtime, it's bedtime. But the other night, I was putting her down to sleep. And it was probably like an hour and a half past when I wanted to put him down. And he's like, Dad, I have a question. And I was default dad mode. No, not happening. We're going to bed. And I was literally like opening my mouth to say no. And I felt like God was like, hey, like, listen to this one. And I was like, all right, buddy, what do you got? He goes, and this was actually this is Halloween night. And he goes, Dad, why are you happy all the time? And I was like, oh, that's easy. I said, because Jesus. And he said, I'm happy when I have something to look forward to, like Halloween and you know, Christmas or a friend coming over. But he's like, I don't get how you can be happy when nothing's like coming on the horizon, like something new is about to happen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, wow, that's a really good question. And my quick answer was Jesus. And he, <laughs> I thought that was going to be it. Like, he knows that's where I come from. That's my answer. And even if I don't get it right every time, that's my answer. And he goes, Dad, I don't understand. You love Jesus. I get that. But he's like, how does that make you happy? How is that fun? And I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, well, you get to, Jesus loves on you. And it makes the moment better. And you get to love on other people. And he goes, but how is that fun like how do I how do I look forward to that and I was like you need to go to bed <laughs> like I don't know how to answer that right now but it was a super good thought-provoking question man so Jeff oh man balls to court. <laughs> you don't you don't get to be ready for it either oh man no I am ready for it though uh I'm ready for it because I'm listening to you That's not fair. you know yeah I know it's definitely not fair um, I've heard this question and I've actually thought about it. You know, I saw the post she created on, on Instagram. By the way, uh, if you guys get a chance before we get too deep, go give us a like, go give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, Travis Shook, uh, also at Kavod Leadership, and also at Inspired Coaching. But simply put, I probably would have told him the same thing. <laughs> I would have been like, yo, that's easy, uh, Jesus, you know, because people, people even ask me that now, you know, Jeffrey, you're a big guy, you're always happy, like, life is crazy, as a matter of fact, one of my friends asked me that about two weeks ago, he's like, dude, you're an inspiration, you're always happy, like, how, how is this possible, and I was just like, I guess just... Jesus and, and my, my relationship with God. I feel like adults, for the most part... You say Jesus, and they're like, oh, I ain't going there. All right, yeah. cool, it's Jesus. But a little nine-year-old's like, cool, how? And I'm like, dang it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, how do I, how do I, I, I get it, and I understand it, but how do I explain this and give it words? Oh, so I think the best way for that is not just Jesus, but walking with him. And... With a nine-year-old explaining to him that the longer you walk with him, the more you'll get that feeling. So like right now, he's earlier in his stages of life. He's earlier with his growth and his walk with Christ. So the experience of certain things, he hasn't experienced yet. So that faithfulness is still going to be hard for him to grasp that, you know, the faithfulness of Christ. Whereas you, you've been walking with the Lord for an extensive period of time. You've seen his faithfulness and how he takes care of you. Yeah, you it's, see it's it how he, yeah, exactly. You see it how he takes care of your family. Like right now, they're looking like all of those things come directly from you. That's true. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, all of those things come directly from mom and dad, and more so probably come from dad. So it's like, okay, yeah, I get to hang out with dad today, you know? I get to go pal around with him, or we get to go hunting, or we get to go do this. So when you kind of maybe explain it in that sense of that relationship you have with me, like, that's the same relationship I have with Christ. Yeah. And I get to experience those things, even though, like, yeah, dad doesn't always make the right decision. Yeah. And it's not always fun at home. Yeah. And that's a perfect <laughs> that's a perfect segment into being intentional because if I'm not intentional and in the moment with my time with my son, he ain't gonna give a rip what dad thinks, what dad wants to do, if dad thinks Jesus is awesome. He doesn't care because I'm not all in when I'm with him. Exactly. And that is so simple. <laughs> it's hard. Like so simple. Exactly. We um my parents have given me some profound and so like such a short, simple statement that has helped me kind of direct my time with my kids. Mm. Um, so my mom always said like, it's not the quantity of time, it's the quality of time. Mm. So when you think about like a kid's perception of time, like our perception of time with God, it, it, it doesn't match. Kid's perception of time is like 10 minutes is like an eternity. Wow. So you giving them your full focus they don't know it's 10 minutes, you know, when half the time Ezra's like, let me show you this. And she like picks her foot two inches off the ground and that's it. Puts it back down like a little skip. And I'm like, you showed me that like 19 times in the last half a day, you know, but like it's, it's five seconds and it, it feels like an eternity for them. Yeah. And then my dad, um, Lid's dad, my dad, he's, he told me that this easy analogy, he runs a karate school with, I don't, I don't know how many kids he's probably, and loved on thousands of kids over the years. But he said, kids spell love, T-I-M-E. And I was like, you know, that's so simple, but so true. So if you, if you parallel those two together, time, and it's not the quantity of it, it's the quality of it. Mm -hmm. It's being intentional while you're with them, whether it's five minutes, whether it's just the, the car trip in for the day, like you got a busy day and you're driving them to school, asking them how their day was, you know, what they're going to focus on for the day, whatever it is. Like that speaks volumes. And whenever I, I look back and I love Christmas time, by the way, there's a reason why I'm segmenting here. Like Halloween's over November 1st. Let's go. And Reed's always like, why? Like, like kind of like, what are your memories? And I was like, uh, <laughs> movies, just hanging out with family, driving around looking at Christmas lights. When I look at all, most of my memories as a child, it isn't this profound. We went to a theme park, we went on vacation. It's just talking with my parents, the mm. car ride home, dinner, them driving me to sports. I mean, it's, it's nothing profound. It's just time, yeah. quality time, whether it's short or long. Like literally most of my fondest memories as a child are small windows we had where they, I was their full focus, whether mm. it was for five minutes or an hour. Right. And that's so powerful. Um, that, that's such a powerful thing. I think I've read it in a book once can't remember which one it was, but it was talking about how kids can pick up when a parent is happy with their job and they can pick up when a parent is not happy with their job. Because usually what ends up happening is if you're really happy with your career choice, your job, your purpose and what you're doing and walking out in life, you're more intentional with your family, even if you don't have a ton of time. Yeah. Because it's almost like, yo. I did not this friction. Yeah, that, that friction is not there. You know, man, I had an amazing day. It was a long day. It was a fulfilling day. 
I come home, I'm still fulfilled, I'm still happy, and guess what? Now I get to recognize that I did all of those things because now I get to go home and love on these people, whether it be my wife, my kids, and just enjoy yeah, that right. time with them. And like like you said, it could be, you know, five minutes right before they go to bed, but like you just come in and be as intentional as you can with checking in with them and seeing who and what they are and and just listening to them. That Absolutely. makes all the difference. And you, you hear all these people, like, you know, be all in when you're at work or leave work at work and leave home at home. But, like, the truly, like, let's let's unpack that and see what it looks like. Most people go into work, they're running late, groggy, they're over it. Some people are like, yeah, let's tear it up. And yeah. they half-heartedly work throughout the day and their mind is always somewhere else. Their vacation, what they need to do at home, how they don't have enough money, whatever it is. They're, they're not all in while they're at work. Then when they go to work, or sorry, when they go home, instead of being all in with the kids or your wife or helping around the house doing dishes, you're thinking, oh, I didn't do that at work. Oh, I got this email. Oh, I, I need to do this. So you're half-heartedly doing both and you're not present at either one. Mm. So I think it was um, Eric Thomas forever ago. He's like, when I'm at work, I'll tell my family, like, leave, like, unless it's an emergency, leave me alone. Like, whether it's an hour or whether it's five hours, he's like, let me be all in when I'm there. So whenever I'm done, I'm done, and I'm all in with y'all. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. And the days that I'm, like, the kids will kind of come in. We're homeschooling now, and the kids will come in, and little will come in, and I half-heartedly work. When I go home, I'm thinking about all the things that I half-heartedly did that I didn't get done, didn't accomplish, whether... Whether it was being productive or not, my brain's back at work Yeah. when I'm at home. And then vice versa when I'm at home, you know. So I realized teaching my kids and teaching my, my wife, like, when I'm at work, let me be all in. I'm not saying you can't say, hey, I can't stop for a minute or if there's an emergency. But let, let me be in so whenever I come home, I can turn it off. Yeah. So then whenever you're home, you're super intentional with it, your time. So for example, yesterday, the kids were here all day. They did homeschool here. They helped clean up around the gym. So, like, I was doing my normal thing, but, like, 50% of the time, quit doing that. Don't knock that over. Don't do this. Don't do this. So, at the end of the day, I had several people join the gym, and I was trying to get all my info to the different coaches of what they had going on. And they had questions, and I pulled up to the house, and I was like, I'm just going to answer this question real quick, and then I'm done for the night. So, I, I break out my laptop. As soon as I get home, I'm going to send an email. And Esri comes up. She's been with me at the gym, and I've been, like, moving her out of the way while I'm at the gym. She's like, Dad... And she always does it in this like cute, sweet little voice whenever I'm like having my phone or my laptop nearby. And I look at her and she's like, can we throw a frisbee? And she never wants to throw a frisbee. Like she'd care less about that. She was just trying to reach at something to get my attention. And I was like, default was about to say, give me a set. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I literally went outside and it lasted all of five minutes. Right. Like literally we played for a second. She got distracted. She ran off with her brother and didn't want nothing to do with me. So then, like, Liv was good. Liv was doing something. No one wanted my attention. I took care of what I needed to real quick, and I was all in. But to her, that perception was, Dad was all in. Dad gave me his undivided attention. Yes. And it's so simple, but you got to create boundaries because you, you'll rationalize that everything needs done in that moment. Right. Yeah. And that's... Man, I think that's a delicate dance, like especially, not, you know, being a leader, being a supervisor, being someone who runs a business, just being that matriarch male of the home, that is just a delicate dance that it shows you why having a relationship with God is so critical and Absolutely. so very important. 
you know, because you don't know when he's going to be like, hey, this moment right here, you need to be fully, fully present. Yeah. You know, listen to this issue right here. Like that person just said something. Hey, this is something I gave you. And wow, it just kind of hit. I think that has to do too a lot with the gifts that he gives us. Like knowing what your spiritual gifts are, that is going to help you to decipher which moments too are going to be there for you to attack. Now, granted, as a father or dad, being in a home, as a husband, like God knows, like you know your relationship with God. These are the things he wants you to be focused on. Like when you're at home, he wants you to be taking care of those things. But let's say uh, you're in a job setting or you're out in public or somebody else is having a conversation with you and you're, you're trying to get something done or you're, you're going this particular direction and it's like, oh, I got to go over here to go meet with this person. And all of a sudden, boom, you start having a conversation with somebody out of the blue. And you're like, but I really need to go and, and, and you know, but all of a sudden, that little still voice in your head is like, hey, pay attention to these conversations. You're all in, in yeah. that moment. Yeah. But see, what's cool is there's such a, I'm going to try to ramble here. There's such a dichotomy there. There's such a balance. And the only way to balance that out is, is Jesus, is yes. to listen for him. And if you get it wrong, but you're trying, he's a good father and he's going to redirect you on where you went wrong and how to fix it. Yep. But if your default way, let's say your husband or a father is spend time with kids mm. and then if you feel like God's calling you to go do something else or to be intentional in the moment or stay a little bit late for me with a client after class or you know pray for someone on the side of the road your family's like what's up get it because you've been intentional with them mm. they'll rally behind you yes but whenever you've pushed the family to the side intentionally and even if a God moment does present himself present itself to love on somebody they're going to want you to do it, but they're going to be a little bitter about it because they're always pushed to the side. So default most of the time is you do what you know you're supposed to do. You're in the moment, you're intentional, but then when God presents a time and a situation for it, you're all in, Yeah. you know? And there's times where, like I said, you'll get it wrong. And, but if you bring your family along the way with it, they learn with you and it's exciting. They're like, Hey guys, I feel like God's wanting me to do this. I'm not sure. Bear with me. And then when you look back, you're like, yeah, no, that was wrong. And they're like, yeah, that was wrong. But then they laugh about it, and it was a like, hey, I'm trying. Right. Versus just shoving it to the side and, and get over it. Yeah. Um, God taught me something when we first opened the gym, and it was, it's so simple. It's so hard to execute. He, so I was opening the gym, and it's right whenever, if you're a business owner, business owner, you'll understand this. Like, when you first start especially like with a gym or something like that, you're like, yeah, it was your hobby. And now you're like, I'm getting paid for my hobby. I love it. And you don't run a business. You don't think about paying the bills or anything like that. You just having fun. You're enjoying it. It's like our first two years. I was, I felt like Lynn and I were like, wow, we actually need to understand business. We need to understand profit and loss and gross and, and net income and all this stuff. So we were just coaching classes, trying to pay bills as they come due. We didn't have a clue what was going on. And I started to grasp running a business and I had employees starting to come and they wanted to make this their career. So I, instead of like, perfect, let's do it. And I started off like, God will be, you know, God's going to lead us, God will be the way. And then I immediately said that and then put all the weight on my shoulders and like, I'm going to pave a way for their career. <laughs> and God's like, what are you doing? So I would be like, coach, 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 classes, come in, answer emails. And I would like, immediately our bathroom used to be across the gym. 
So I'd leave my office, answer an email, walk past a whole class of people and not even look at them and go to the bathroom. And one day this happened and God was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean what am I doing? I'm coaching, I'm loving on people, I'm answering emails, I'm growing a business. He's like, you just, how many people did you just walk by? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, would I have just walked right past all these people and ignored them? Not made eye contact, not said, hey. And I was like, no. He's like, they, whether they need you or not, they, like, they want your affirmation. They want a high five. They want a, hey, how's your day? They want to feel, everyone wants to feel, whether it's from Travis or Jeff, whoever, they want to feel noticed. They want to feel loved and appreciated. And you just blew past all them. I was like, but I'm answering their emails that they're asking me. He's like, yeah, but be in the moment. Yeah. And he was like, Jesus was goal, goal focused, but never missed an opportunity. Mm. So he left heaven to come here for the cross for us. Left heaven for us for the cross. The entire time he was here, he didn't miss an opportunity to feed the 5,000, to talk to the woman at the well, to heal the blind man, the man that came through his roof. Yeah. He was in all of those moments versus being like, no, 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 I gotta go to the cross. I gotta go to the cross. Right. Because if he had done that and not cared about any of the people, they wouldn't have cared about the cross. Yeah, exactly. So God's like, you can be goal focused, but still in the moment. Mm. But the only way you're balanced with that is, is to hear him. Because there's times where I can be talking to people all the time and then you're pushing the family to the side. Or you're not like legit paying bills or something that you have to do. And he, he helps you like, hey, no, now it's time to go here. No, stop and talk to this person. But if you're not intentional and you're not in the moment, no one cares what you have to say. No. No. It, it's it's an <laughs> a, a amazing thing, you know, how God does all those things, you know. And even one of my favorite ones, like you were talking about the different uh, people in the Bible who's, who've run across and who've met Jesus. You know, one of my favorite ones is just the lady who's like ciphering her way through the crowd. And yeah. all she does is touches, like she doesn't even touch Jesus. She just touches like the little string on his robe and he's like whoa wait a minute something just happened yeah. like <laughs> you know so that's being very very intentional in the moment um and a, a lot of that man i don't want to squirrel too much or or go down another road because definitely this is, would be great information for another podcast but a lot of that helps with our own emotional intelligence our own emotional stability and our emotional integrity as people it's all tied together you know you have to know who you are and then you have to know whose you are which is very very important and then from there it just changes game on yeah it's game on it changes your mindset it changes everything you know um when you start recognizing who you are and you're spending time in the word, you're spending time with God and you're like, you mean to tell me I don't have to think this way? I don't have to be in yeah. this mindset? Uh, you said it earlier, you know, Romans 12 and 2, just renewing your mind daily. That is a very critical thing that we have to do, spending time with God. And it's nice because you don't, <laughs> it's not a physical memorization for a test. You literally just read yeah. and try to recreate Mm. And he does the rest for you. Yes. Uh, so, kind of, not in closing just yet, but to kind of taper this back down, to be intentional in the moment with wherever you are, with whoever you are, it gives you the freedom to execute what God calls you to mm-hmm. or, what, or what you want to do. And being able to include, the main thing that I hear all the time is the work life, work and home life balance. Yeah. 
And I saw this modeled so beautifully, and I've never actually told the people, I've never had an opportunity to. Um, in town, there is obviously a football team, and the family who runs that, my gosh, their schedule makes it look like I don't do anything at all. They are everywhere all the time, but what's incredible is they bring their family with them. Mm. Their family is a part of it, their family is included, the burden is, in a way, shared. The kids are always with them. So they coach, you know, Friday night football game, traveling here, traveling go there, kids are with them, the kids are with them. From the moment the kids have been able to be safe and be with them, they've always been a part of it. Playing off to the side, they're safe, but like, it's not dad is doing this, mom is coaching this, it's the family is involved in football, the family is involved in volleyball, and they do life together. And I was like, man, we don't do that with the gym. We go to coach and we're like, all right, go in our room. All right, go over here, get away, get away. And I mean, sure, there's a safety thing with like barbells and making sure they don't get hit. But like when I started including them, like Reed gets to open the gym up when I come in. Ezra gets to like, I mean, clean, but help like tidy things up. And she loves that, like taking care of the kids' space for the other kids. And then like whenever we stretch and there's not equipment flying around everywhere, they come and help me lead stretching. And now they're like, can we go to the gym? I want to go to the gym. Before, they would, I'm not exaggerating, literally break down and cry as we were pulling into the gym. Because they knew when they pulled into the gym, they were pushed to the side, they weren't the priority, the gym was a priority. Mm. And it never should be that. If I felt like the gym or my business or my calling was a gift from God, my kid, my kids shouldn't hate it. Right. They should feel part of it and feel loved. So, in whatever way, God and God will lead you on how to do it. Bring your, bring your family in on it. Bring your kids in on it. I literally watched this... Uh, <laughs> Ted Lasso episode like a month ago with Lynn and long story short one of the girl characters in there is reuniting with a niece that she hadn't seen in forever and the niece doesn't care and hates her and this other guy could care less about his like his niece that he's also watching and she's like how do you get her to love you how do you like bring her in on this thing and I'm trying to like include her and have all these fun things planned and the guy goes don't it's like they're a kid just let them do life with you. And he, he looked at her and he goes, hey, do you want to go to my doctor's appointment next week? She goes, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, see, like she just wants to feel like I want her with me all the time. Yeah. That's so simple. Yeah. When they just go along, like, hey, we're going to go. Like I had to trim the bushes at the gym the other day. Reed's like, can I go? I want to help. And he got to use the clippers and he felt like the man. So when he walked in the gym the next day, he was like, using bushes. And I'm like, yeah, you just, you just bring them along for the ride and be intentional. And then they, they love it. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and the, the biggest thing is, like, you use that dynamic in all of your relationships. And that's where you really start to see the change in people. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're a supervisor at a company, you want your employees to be involved in those decision-making processes. You know, so many people, that's where you suffer attrition of people leaving companies is because they don't feel like they're involved. They don't feel like they're being valued. Um, think about a relationship in a marriage. Same thing. Husband's constantly doing things over here on the side. He's got all these crazy side projects. And he never, you know, considers his wife's opinion about it or no. how things should be done. No. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be a good thing. You know, she wants to be involved with his life. Why? Well, for one, she's your wife. Two, you know, you guys love each other, and you're supposed to be complimenting each other. Um, going back to your kids, man, that that is awesome. They just they just want to hang out with dad, you know. 
And I think that leads full circle to almost kind of answering that question for Reed is why are we so happy? It's because like most of the time we just want to hang out with dad, you yeah. know, and recognizing that. Do you like God? Yeah, God's the ultimate dad. Yeah, there's going to be crazy things that are going to be happening, but it's like as long as I'm with him in the midst of those crazy things, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, think about your family. Like when you look back at some of the craziness y'all went through. Now looking back, you're like, that was that was crazy. That was yeah. so much fun. Those are good memories. You know? It was awesome, man. You know, um, even when I got sick, like one of my biggest things was I used to, I'd go stay uh, and work with my dad and we'd go like do house projects. He did construction and stuff like that. So it was just like, hey, Jeff, go get me the nails. Go get me the, the screws and this Dude, and that. built it. Yeah, I helped build a house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I put in the yard. You suck. Yeah, you know, I built a house with my dad. Exactly. But that's know? how that's in their head what they did. Exactly. You know. Um. So there was so much. You know, so many times where where that was awesome, man. Um. So yeah. But it's good stuff, man. And I feel like we could rabbit trail many different avenues down this but the and and we will of course for sure but for now being intentional with wherever you are in the moment it's at work be all in so that way later whether you're at home or with family somewhere else you can be all in all right guys that's it for this week or this month stay tuned we're hoping to start releasing weekly you can see where my brain is soon soon enough so jeff you want to tell us where to follow us where to like, where to subscribe, all that jazz. Yeah, all right. So ch go check us out again. Uh, Kavod, at Kavod Leadership on Instagram, at Travis Shook on Instagram, at Inspired underscore Coaching on Instagram for myself. Um, man, looking forward to it. A lot of good things to come, people. Stay tuned. And feel free, hit us up in the comments if you guys want us to hit on a specific subject, topic, hot point, something you're struggling with or something you just want to hear us banter about. Enjoy your day.